The following podcast is for mature audiences only. Anything you hear in this podcast in regards to clips or music, I do not own any of it. All credit absolutely goes to the artist. For anything you may hear in this podcast regarding clips or especially music, it is strictly me trying to promote my love of music and to hopefully send people towards some new music themselves. If you cannot handle anything in this podcast, which which includes anything serious, raunchy humor, raunchy topics, well, I mean more serious topics, or anything you cannot handle, this podcast is not for you. Sit back, relax, enjoy. Let's rise again together. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Today is Tuesday, February 6th. My name is Nicole, and I'm here to introduce our speaker tonight. His name is Sky, and he is a wonderful speaker, and he has a lot of important things to discuss that are relevant and that are impactful and that will hopefully change things these days. Without further ado, here is Sky. I brag about you. I brag about you to anyone outside But I'm a man of the woods, it's my pride I'm sorry baby, you know I try But I'm a man of woods, it's my pride Sugar plum, look at where we are So tonight, if I take it too far That's okay because you know That's okay because you know I hear the making up's fine <laughs> Been a minute since we had some time to breathe So if you see another side of me That's okay because you know That's okay because you know I hear the making up's fine But then your hands talking Fingers walking down your legs Hey, there's the faucet Someone's knocking like they know But baby, don't you stop Watching your head slides down the light And girl, you know I brag about you To anyone outside But I'm a man of the woods It's my pride I'm sorry, baby You know I try But I'm a man of the woods It's my pride Well, I got your sweet with a twist of lime this one's neat, but you know that's mine Here we go And do it twice, cause you know we like it And damn anybody if they disagree They don't understand you just like me They don't know We do it twice, cause we know we like it But then your hands talking Fingers walking down your legs Hey, there's the faucet Someone's knocking like they know But baby, don't you stop it There's so much in I'm a man of the woods, it's my pride I'm sorry, baby 
right. I want to give a very special shout out to the queen for introducing me. Um, that will be on the audio portion of tonight's State of the Real Union address. Um, <clears throat> first of all, good evening, everyone. And yes, welcome to tonight's first ever State of the Real Union address. Um, I just want to make a couple things very clear. Um, matter of fact, that's what I'm going to start off with. So before I begin, um, I have a speech prepared to do tonight's State of the Real Union address. Um, I feel that it needs to be done, but before I start reading my speech, that took me the last two days to complete. Um, as all of my supporters know to this point, um, I am very down the middle with a lot of my beliefs. Um, I just encourage that you please, please listen to my words. Um, again, I am not going off script. As you can see right here, anybody who's watching this on Instagram Live, I have my speech prepared. Um, I just encourage y'all that you please listen to my words. <coughs> Fucking throat's still sensitive, but whatever. It's all good. Um, so without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to get right to it. Tonight's show is not a normal show. That is exactly why the Queen and I did the Miami episode earlier. Um, but now it's time to get very serious. So, let's begin. Before I begin, I want to make a couple of things clear. I will not expose anything, not fully, not yet. When the time comes and it's coming, I will. I promise you that. But while I try to figure out what's next, I have to keep certain things quiet. That being said, after the last couple of days were in the most underhanded way possible, I was practically told what I do, all the work I put in with a certain something, certain something for the past four years was all for nothing. And because of it, I'm getting fucked financially. Because of that, I'm now giving myself a new nickname added to the list which will now be scapegoat. I am writing this speech for tonight's first ever State of the Real Union address because I want to be very 100% clear with what I say and because I'm getting very close to exposing all of it. But so I don't trigger my PTSD and anxiety badly more than what it is already or has been in the last several days, I'm going to write this speech. So I can keep my thoughts organized because right now I am very pissed off. And when I'm pissed off, I'm very tempted to go World War III with my mouth. In the past, it has gotten me into serious trouble. Because I'm trying to do better despite the bullshit that I continuously put up with every day, I want to be smart. I want to go about this smartly and differently because if I don't a lot more problems can come my way 
Problems that I don't need. Especially with the fact that I have PTSD and anxiety that I have constantly tried to work on my entire life. Taking accountability for any and all mistakes that I have made. Does anybody else ever do that? Other than my queen? My father at times, and at times others out there. From what I've seen, however, other than them, and of course my supporters, my people, no, not really. But because of the events of the last several days, I now have a new nickname. That being Scapegoat. Because to a vast majority, whether it's personal or otherwise, everything is my fault. I have improved on so many things over the course of my life, and as usual, to a vast majority, it's never good enough. So with this first ever State of the Real Union address, that's what I'm going to try to do. No, that's exactly what I'm going to do. It's time to yet again remind everyone just who the hell I am. And no, I'm not talking about what the majority of even more mentally sick people do. Does, any, uh, does anybody out there seriously think that's the type of person that I am? Nope. Does anybody out there seriously think that I want to put the one person in this world through that me that I love more than anything? Through that mental stress, when she has mental struggles of her own? Hell no. Plus, the love of my life is the only reason I still keep going every day. Her, and then of course our two pet kids, and then the rest of my supporters out there of this journey. So anyone, or anyone out there who thinks I'm that type of person can go to hell. The only time I ever get physical is if I need to defend myself or if any of my loved ones are in danger, that's a different conversation. Otherwise, I'm more about verbal standing for what I believe in. I am not a fighter, although I will fight for what I believe in and for my loved ones. And I will stand for what I believe in and what's right. And anybody who has a problem with that can leave right now. I won't hold it against you. But whatever you do, do not do a double standard. That is the one thing that is a major issue in today's society is double standards. So ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, let's begin the State of the Real Union Address. <clears throat> To start this off, the other day I was practically told underhandedly that what I've done to this point isn't good enough. Well, let me remind you, what I do is good enough. Well, I am not perfect. Well, I've made my fair share of mistakes. I do a lot of good. I get up every day. I make sure to tell the love of my life I love her. I tell my two pet kids, Roxy, my beautiful cat daughter, and my handsome fish son, Mario, that they give me purpose as well. I wake up, take my thyroid medicine, and do what everyday normal Americans do. I go to work. I pay my bills. I pay my taxes. 
uh, taxes. I try to have a normal life here and there. Well, I'm here tonight to tell you, other than building my media empire for me and my family and being a voice out there for mental, for those out there with mental health struggles, Jesus, I'm so exhausted. I started this journey with the sole purpose of saying what needs to be said on this podcast, with the sole purpose of standing up to this society, a society that is full of lies and corruption. The world today is full of crap. It used to be a world full of love and kindness. You work hard, you get places. Treat others the way you want to be treated. Full of morals and honesty. Well, it seems to me this society has abandoned all of it. Now this society is about capitalism, lies, corruption, entitlement, favoritism, being an asshole, etc. Are there still some people out there with values and morals? Sure. But where are they? Hiding, probably. Because this world has tossed them to the side. And because of it, it's probably caused them more anxiety, PTSD, and many more decisions so bad for them to cause bad decisions such as homelessness, criminal acts, whatever else possibly imaginable. And it's very sad what this world has become because those victims, or I mean, those people were victims of what this society has become. Sure, there are maybe some out there that do bad things to get attention. Once upon a time when I was living at home with my mother, I did that in regards to social media. But as I got older, especially after living with another mentally abusive parent in my cunt, yes, I said cunt of an ex-stepmom, I started seeing more and more bullshit in this society and I just got sick inside. All of my life, I have been told, that's just life. Well, I'm sorry, but they were wrong. Spilling coffee by accident, that's life. Being stuck in traffic in crowded cities, that's life. Not being able to get tickets to a favorite event, that's life. What's not life, you ask? The traumas you may have been through. Being told the way someone acts with you is because, yeah, they didn't know how to love you, yet they knew what they were doing. I'm looking at you, bitch of an ex-stepmom. That's not life. Raped when you were a kid by some of the neighborhood kids. That's not life. A mother who was a drunk and an addict, basically the source of toxic positivity, even goes as the one time threatening to kill us both when I was crying, clearly upset, saying, if I didn't stop crying and just smile, she would drive into a train and kill us both. That's not life. My mother, who also forced me to move out with her to a man who clearly wasn't my father or stepfather when she was clearly cheating on my stepfather. 
That wasn't life. Almost dying due to pneumonia and my thyroid surgery, that wasn't life. The 15 people I have lost over the past four years, that is not life. The people who only have been around me because they knew I was different and they felt sorry for me and they wanted to feel better about themselves, that's not life. Everyone who has broken the promise to me, done me and my loved ones wrong, that's not life. Being locked down for five months, separated away from the love of my life, my job, at the time, my people, while the world turned upside down, that's not life. The massive divide that's been placed on us, that's not life. A pandemic that was turned into a political issue by a bunch of stupid old fucks in Congress when it didn't need to be. Especially with all of those who died and the fact our doctors and nurses felt abandoned and on their own. That's definitely not life. Finally, the last example of not life. People who abuse innocent animals, especially kittens. Not life. It's those examples along with many, many more why I started this podcast. Because I've seriously had enough with people telling me, oh, so-and-so is a part of life. No, made, there's a major difference between life and then this. First things first. I want to reinforce that I do not blame my father or anybody who has taught me the values of working hard. However, unfortunately, times have changed. Except for some instances, working hard, to be very honest, gets you nowhere anymore. Being a good person, for the most part, gets you nowhere anymore. It seems to me that hardly doing any work, being an asshole, and favoritism, entitlement, and being liked is much more important. Sure, that may be a part of life. But the fact it has gotten this bad, probably since COVID, that's not life. It has gotten extremely bad. Like an infection. It's like an infection that's slowly spreading, but it's getting worse and worse and worse by the day. Trust me, I know. The stories I've heard, the things I've seen, all from people I know, I've seen it one way or another. And it's quite sad, to be honest. One thing I will say is while it is absolutely fine to have allies and friends, especially work friends, who may end up being friends outside of work, yes, I have my own, do we really need the fucking high school cliques at work? Seriously? Work is not high school. But since it slowly is, I guess, I have my people that I trust, 
and anybody out there who may be going through the same thing, if you need to have your own group of people you trust to survive, then that's what you have to do. But let me reinforce this. Work is not supposed to be high school. We are all here to do a fucking job and to make money. Did certain people's high school lives suck? And now that they have a little bit of power, just a little bit. Oh, we could treat others the way we were treated back in the day. Is that what this has become? Because that is what it seems to me. Nowadays, I'm not saying everywhere. But like I said in the entitlement and favoritism episode, the majority of businesses everywhere nowadays have lost their way. Do they realize? Do they not realize that without people to carry out their vision that their businesses cease to exist and that they can't make their money? See, yes, I get we all need to make money. But greed with capitalism has fucked it all up. Like, no amount of money is good enough for them. Oh, we need more and more and more and more and more and more. Just look at Austin, Texas. Prime example I'm going to use for this one. Austin, Texas, again, used to be a one-of-a-kind city. Peaceful. Everyone was safe. Friendly. Now... It has literally sold its soul to the devil that is capitalism and greed. Because of it, a lot of other problems have unfortunately followed. Homelessness is through the damn roof. Crime is a major problem. Property taxes make it very much impossible to live there. And see, the city knows this. They give us false promises, false hope. And they don't do a damn thing about it. Landmarks being torn down or burnt down. Like the crowbar, for example. That was a landmark of Austin. At least to me it was. Near St. Ed's on South Congress. Some scumbag out there burned it down. And now it won't reopen. Graffiti Castle on West 12 near the Thundercloud that my father and I used to go to, that was torn down because, oh my God, we need more condos. More condos, more condos, more condos, more condos, more condos. Jeez, like that's not enough? We want more and more and more and more and more and more. Jesus, it's like a spoiled kid in a toy store. I want this and this and this and this and that and that and that and that and that. Were these politicians spoiled when they were kids? Sounds like it. Another example that I want to use in regards to Austin. And there are a couple more. The University of Texas at Austin. One of my favorite places in the world. Let me charge this real quick. Shit. Okay. Okay. We'll try that. Damn it. Okay. Right there. Okay, perfect. Okay. One of my favorite places in the world and a place that brought me and the love of my life together. Used to be a safe space. But guess what? It's now a crime zone. 
It all started with the Haruka Weiser story. Remember Haruka Weiser, freshman from Oregon, went to UT for a dance degree? She had her whole life ahead of her. One night she was followed home by a troubled homeless teenager, a young man who went by the name of Mikael Kreener. He followed her home and murdered her. Now, campus has tried to do something to keep their students safe, but the city, and yes, the state, has made it even harder to keep the students safe. Why? Because of their hypocritical bullshit of saying, keep Texas, Texas. But yet, they're encouraging all California businesses to move to Texas. Like, do they not realize that what they're doing is actually turning Texas into California 2.0? How stupid are they? A lot of the same issues California has are now a lot of the issues we have too. High living expenses. Homelessness as bad as San Francisco and Los Angeles. Crime through the roof. Very bad traffic up the ass. Oh, but oh, we want Texas to be Texas again. It's why I'm strongly convinced that the COVID-19 pandemic wasn't just a medical pandemic. It truly revealed who is truly stupid in the world today. It's why I give the state the nickname of Texafornia. Because that is what it's becoming. Think about what I just said. The examples I've given. I have given. My point being on that one is the students who come here for school shouldn't have to be afraid just to go to class every single day or night. I mean, seriously. Two more examples on Austin. The third example being the recent development of what's been happening over the last several months with Lady Bird Lake. There are rumors of a serial killer which the city continues to deny and play chicken with it. Oh, they're probably just drunk, etc. Well, let me ask a city, or let me ask the city, a very serious question, and the whole kumbayama crowd, that same question. If they were drunk or drugged, how in the hell can they get all the way from the east side near Cesar Chavez all the way to Lady Bird Lake on a Saturday night? I'll tell you right now. Walking is impossible on a night that especially, like that, especially on a Saturday night or just a weekend night out in Austin. If it was a ride share, someone had to have seen something. So what else could it be? Hmm. But yet, the city and the Kubayama crowd are in complete denial. Well, let me ask them something. If it happened to someone you care about, you would not be saying that. So why be in denial? If they still haven't accepted that, then they are fucked. Why? Do you not want to keep the city safe? Do you want it to become a crime-infested shithole? Sounds like it. Which I'll address the whole law enforcement thing later on. Actually, as a matter of fact... I have one final example I'll list in a second after the fourth one. Let's talk about Winter Storm. Winter Storm Yuri back in 2021 and how the city and state handled that. But right now, mainly the city of Austin. 
2021. Remember that? Winter Storm, Yuri? Hmm. I sure as shit do. Especially the part where ERCOT, which by the way, everyone <clears throat> on that council for ERCOT, did you know that a majority of them are from California? Them and the city lied to us. Believe me when I say I got my issues with Greg Cripple Brains Abbott on that one. But separate from what I'm about to say. ERCOT and the city lied to us. Rolling blackouts. What they actually said was if you're not in the upper class, then good luck you're on your own. How do I know that? Because all over social media. Oh, the power of social media. There were photos of downtown, Westlake, and Bee Caves with, you guessed it, their light and their power were on. Well, majority of the rest of us had to fight for our survival and suffer in the dark. I remember because the Queen and I and our amazing, beautiful late cat, Roxy the First, Roxy, may you rest in peace, by the way, baby, miss you every day, almost died during that disaster. Had it not been for the Queen's sister and the Queen's former brother-in-law, we would have not made it out alive. Plus, you really think I don't have people and sources who tell me things? Oh, I do. Oh, and I almost forgot. Q2 Stadium, you know, the home of Austin FC, that haven't played an official game yet. Oh, gee, I wonder why. But wait, Q2 was lit up like a Christmas tree. Why did Q2 need to be lit up like a Christmas tree? Why did Q2 need to be lit up during the worst disaster this state has faced since Hurricane Harvey? It just proves to show that the city is a prime example of that situation of telling the non-upper-class people to fuck off. Oh, how the world has changed, and finally, this situation is just as personal to me, and this is going back to the crime part, about how capitalism and greed is ruining all of this society. The death of one of my closest friends and allies... Miranda Gloria Lopez. December 6, 2020 was a day that changed a lot of people's lives. Her parents, Rose and JR, her brother Adrian, her sister's life, mine, and countless others. Miranda and her sister were out for dinner the day after Christmas. On their way home, these two punks, Jonathan Zavala, Emmanuel Huerta, were out driving around like maniacs. Miranda and her sister honked at them because they were driving around like idiots, and guess what happened? Those two monsters, Zavala and Huerta, followed them home and tried to murder them. Engaged in a shootout, Miranda had a gun to protect herself and her sister, 
Her sister was okay, but Miranda unfortunately didn't make it out alive. And guess what ended up happening to Mr. Zavala and Mr. Huerta? What did they get? 15 years for first degree murder and deportation. But with the way the borders are, yes, I said it, they could easily get back into the country. And they got 15 years thanks to a corrupt scumbag pussy of a district, Travis County District Attorney, who goes by the name of Jose Garza. Would anybody like to know what the difference between first-degree murder and third-degree murder is? Third-degree murder is insanity. First-degree is on purpose. Why is it that two scumbags with the intent to kill only get 15 years in deportation thanks to a rogue, glory-whore district attorney who never even gave Miranda's family a chance? to give victim impact statements in the court. Why is that? I personally would like for Jose Garza to answer that fucking question. And I don't get why he has it. Because of greed, power, and capitalism. It's because of that and everything else I listed to this point, why I'm more middle ground, and why there needs to be a third party. The two-party system is not working anymore, especially because they just don't know how to talk to each other. Just listen to the conversation I had with my father on the podcast last week. He laid out really great ideas on how to end the divide. My point being, I get everyone and everything needs to grow. I get we all need to make money. But how about... That for things like cities, states, and businesses, and many more. How about fix the issues first, and then you can have your cake and eat it. Are you seriously going to let greed and capitalism influence you to the point where you're not going to fix the issues at hand? Because sure, you're getting money, but do you not realize that if you're not going to fix the issues at hand, the people who are doing the work to make the money for you, they will be unhappy and not feel supported. And they will say, fuck this shit and move on. That they don't need this shit. Yeah, I thought so. Because they're here to make money too, but they don't make as much money as you. They have to live paycheck to paycheck while you get to sit in your big fancy houses, etc. Living off the hard work that the working class puts in day after day after day after day. While capitalism and greed isn't the only thing that's fucking this society up, also entitlement and favoritism is fucking it up as well. There may have been instances before, but it was not as bad as it is now. I blame the pandemic for really making the problem worse. And there's blame to go all around. 
When it comes to this country, I blame our government for turning COVID into a political issue when it never should have been a political issue. People were dying, our medical community was feeling like they were on their own, and the world turned upside down. But because all they care about is arguing like a bunch of old fucking retards, because all they care about is money and power, COVID-19 turned this world upside down. People lost their lives, jobs, their homes, etc. to make up for it. Oh, to make up for it, or at least they thought it would, our very own U.S. government, number one, said, Hey, we fucked up. Here's some free money. But little did we know on the side there was a catch. They took it out of our taxes. Don't believe me? Just ask my taxes. Number two, the other giveaways that the government gave this country led to a lot of people, older people, close to or a little bit older my age, saying, fuck working. We're going to live off the government's free money. Newsflash, it's not free. There will come a point where that money will have to be paid back. Mark my words. But because of that, the workforce is now composed of a vast majority of the younger generation. Now, before I continue, I want to make one thing absolutely clear. I'm not saying everybody in that category is that way. I know a lot of good people in that category who are great people and they work very hard or just as hard. So I want to make that very clear. I'm talking to all of my supporters. You guys are awesome. But while that is true, back to my original point. The workforce is majority composed of a lot of the younger generation and majority of them didn't have to learn a lot of things the hard way. They got it easy, unlike the rest of us. Pampered, entitled, got whatever they wanted, but at some point got cut off from their parents' finances. Sure, the parents helped them with their rent, food, cars, etc. But for going out money, they have to get a job. But at the end of the day, they didn't really care. After a while, they could move on to the next place, and the next, and the next, and the next, and the next, and the next. And while, and, messed up. And it's the same song and dance. Meanwhile, us hardworking people have to bust our asses even more, and if something goes wrong, we are the ones who get blamed. Not them. Why? Because if they... No one in the older generation wants to work anymore. So they have to bow down to the younger generation. But if numbers go down, really take a hard look again at some of the stuff that has been brought to your attention. Because the more it keeps getting ignored, the more people who actually bust their asses every single goddamn day will say, fuck it. Our hard work doesn't matter. 
and you refuse to fix the problem. So why do we have to suffer? And B, favoritism and entitlement. Now, if you go to school and work hard to get to where you want to be, more power to you. That's the example of working hard does still mean something in some instances. Also, if you are trying to build something like I am with my media empire, yeah, but otherwise in majority, it doesn't mean shit anymore. Believe me, I know. Believe me, I know people who have experienced it themselves. So to all businesses out there, I say it again. Treat your hard-working workers with respect. Because if you rely on the vast majority who clearly don't give a shit, then where does that leave you? Numbers go down, and then corporate will be really furious. Period. Especially when the hard-working workers leave you like how you left them. Good luck with that. Because if the hard workers leave, you truly are fucked. Sorry, but it's true. Another question I have. What in the hell happened to love and compassion? I want to tell you a little story about a buddy of mine who sometime last year lost his dog. He was very upset and he had to go to work at his job. Very traumatic event he must have went through. He went in very upset. And the person who was leading that day was being a cold prick. Didn't care that he just went through a very traumatic event. Seriously. Has this world gone to shit? Another example why the toxic positivity era and the stigma against mental health is enough. Why we need to get back to the treat others the way you want it to be treated mantra. It's becoming more and more apparent and it's sad. Why is there a stigma that's been placed against mental health? That's what I would like to know. Where did it come from? Why did it exist? Which is yet another reason why society is in the shitter. Here's what I think. Massive double standards. And want to know what else I think? Hypocrisy is a massive problem. I'll let you in on a little secret. The lead who was acting like a cold asshole to my buddy who went through that traumatic event. Here's a little secret. He's gay. I have no issue, as I have said many times. It doesn't matter if you're white, black, Asian, Latino, Hispanic, gay, lesbian, trans, anything. But if you are an asshole and a shitty person, then I have a problem with you. What bothers me the most about this is the people who get easily offended, like the LGBTQ community, are massive hypocrites. They want to be respected, but they don't give no respect in return. That's the sad part. You don't like it when others treat you bad, so why do you have to treat others bad? Seriously, it's not stupid. It's just sad that we live in a world 
full of hypocrisy, where others want to be treated with respect. But wait a minute, it's okay for those who want the respect to act like assholes. The whole rules for thee, not for me, is bullshit. Speaking of that, anyone as well who acts like that, you're an asshole in my book. And that's an automatic, I despise you right there. Because morals and compassion and love are just tossed in the toilet like a pile of nuclear shit from eating a very spicy Chipotle burrito. Let's go back to politicians and billionaires for a second. A little word of advice, words to the wise. If they for one second try to use the religion card, immediately that's a red flag and call them out on it. Because A, as stated in the Bible, greed is a sin. B, another mass issue of hypocrisy goes with our government. Especially because of the fact they are the number one sources of fear-mongering. Them, along with the media, I say, knock it the fuck off with the fucking fear-mongering. I want to make one thing perfectly clear. I cannot stand Donald Trump. And like my father, a second Trump presidency would not be good for the country. A lot of things were damaged during his first presidency. And I'll address one thing here and now. Climate change is a big problem. And for you, Mr. President, to say it's a hoax and to make COVID into a race issue is a massive problem and a disgrace. Sure, COVID came from Wuhan. But guess what? It didn't have to be this bad. It's because of you, the rest of Congress, and both sides, of citizens in this country being so fucking divided that COVID and society in this country got so fucking bad. However, I do agree with you on one thing. The media, not all, but most of the media is indeed the enemy of the people. And same as Congress, but hear me out. You need to take some accountability and so does the right-wing side of the media as well. You guys are not innocent yourself, but I will thank you for showing some of us, like myself, that the left aren't perfect little angels either. Which is why I'm an independent who, like my father, is really hoping that at some point this country could go to a three-party system and that we have a media network that calls out both sides. That's what I do here with mine, because what has been happening is not working. Real quick, like I've said before, to the Democratic Party, you better get your shit together quickly, because if you don't, and you don't stop acting like a bunch of dumbasses, you guys are going to get Trump reelected, because you guys cannot cut your bullshit either. Your worst fears of, oh my God, Trump is going to get reelected, will come true. If you're going to continue investigating, investigating him and charging him, prosecute him, or start telling the truth and take accountability for the shit you guys have pulled throughout history. And I'm not joking. And the thing I thought they would learn after robbing Bernie Sanders, who was about saving the planet, and bringing the country together 
who actually was the rightful candidate because of Hillary, Hillary, Hillary. They haven't learned shit, and they haven't. Again, tell me when I'm telling lies. A couple more things, and then I will close this State of the Real Union address with my closing statement. Climate change. A very serious problem for the planet. To the right-wingers in this world, it is not a hoax. Don't believe me? Ask everyone in the working class what it was like during Winter Storm Uri in the state of Texas. That is Mother Nature pissed off. Don't believe me? Tell me when I'm telling lies. Don't believe me? Ask every single Floridian who has to deal with hurricanes every single season and along with the possibility of cities like Miami, which to me is the most magical place in the world. God forbid at some point being underwater, destroying what was once a beautiful city. Tell me when I'm telling lies. Don't believe me on this one? Ask California who has to deal with wildfires. Tell me when I'm telling lies. Don't believe me? Ask New Orleans as well, which is also a beautiful city that has to deal with hurricane threats as well. And God forbid at some point, the same damn thing of being underwater. Tell me when I'm telling lies. For fuck's sakes, majority of my father's side of the family, including my father himself, were in the middle of Hurricane Katrina, had to leave everything behind. Don't believe me? Tell me when I'm telling lies. Ask Houston, Hurricane Harvey, my uncle, my aunt, and two of my cousins, along with other people I know in Houston, had to deal with that, including one of my best friends and his family. Tell me when I'm telling lies. Don't believe me? Ask the people on the beaches and oceans who now have to deal with the threat of sharks more often than not. You remember that guy who unfortunately got eaten alive out in Egypt by a shark? By a shark? The video that went viral. Yeah. Shark attacks are more common and have increased because of climate change now. Tell me when I'm telling lies. So I don't want to hear another goddamn thing about drilling, etc. Bringing jobs. Sure, it may bring jobs, but in return, it's killing the planet. Tell me when I'm telling lies. Another thing I'll address quickly. Women's rights. A woman, no matter what, even if the reasonings we may not agree with, absolutely has the right to do what they want with their body. It is... Okay. All right, here we go. Another thing I'll address this quickly, woman's right. A woman, no matter what, even if the reasonings we may not agree with, absolutely has the right to do what they want with their bodies. Where I agree with it especially is if a woman's health is in danger or if a woman is a victim of rape and or incest. If a woman is a victim of rape or incest and her health is in danger, she has every right 
to do what she wants with her body, especially with that. Because I'll tell you right now, if anybody I care about, including my queen, is a victim of either, I'd want them to save themselves. A bunch of old white people who can't tell the difference between their wrinkly old balls, their droopy titties, etc., shouldn't have the right, especially to tell women what they should do with their bodies. Because I'll tell you right now, and looking at you, Greg Abbott, if your daughter, Audrey, was a victim of rape, and her health was in danger, you mean to tell me you'd be okay with her dying due to health complications of her unwanted pregnancy? You wouldn't. You would let her get an abortion in the shadows. Tell me when I'm telling lies. Despite all of that, to normal couples or two human beings who want to have some scandalous fun, please be responsible. Men, please wear condoms or get snipped. Gals, please make sure the men are responsible and also please look into the pill. Sex is absolutely fun and amazing. Trust me, I know. Ah, shit. Okay. Trust me, I know, and it feels amazing, but it's also amazing that, number one, I have the hottest woman on the planet. Very hard for her to get pregnant, number two. And three, she'd be on the pill, and because of that, even though I'm a fat sack of shit, the magic we make is absolutely amazing. Because she's smoking hot. And the other two. But everyone else, please be responsible during your scandalous adventures. Men, as well, treat ladies with respect. And if you are a monster like Vince McMahon, there's a special place in hell for you. I'll close it with this. Because I don't want to get into anything else. At least not yet. Ladies and gentlemen, let me tell you who I am. My name is Sky Benjamin Savatier, a.k.a. Zane Theodore Phoenix, a.k.a. Phoenix Knight, a.k.a. Phoenix God, a.k.a. King of the Phoenix Empire, a.k.a. President of Phoenix Empire Incorporated, a.k.a. Phoenix Knight 00, that is my gamer tag, by the way. AKA Phoenix God 00, AKA Music God, AKA Fantasy Football God, AKA Captain of Longhorn Nation, Mizzou, and Dolphin Nation, and I'm a 30 year old man who has been through some shit. I have a medical condition that, yes, I am stuck with for the rest of my life called Cowden Syndrome. Something that a lot of people don't understand that I am stuck with for the rest of my life. It's not an easy fix unless there is a cure or unless I get my colon out, which after last year with my thyroid surgery and almost facing death with pneumonia, I don't want to deal with any medical procedures anytime soon like that. And yes, I am different because I am on the spectrum and I'm proud of it. I've had to learn a lot of things the hard way. And yes, a lot of people may not like me 
and accept what I do isn't good enough. But you know what? I don't need their acceptance. All I need is my own and the people who have stood with me, including the number one person in this world that I care about. And then, of course, my supporters of this journey. Their opinions are the only ones that matter. I pride myself on being honest, and if you don't like that, that's fine. But I will not change for anyone else who hasn't stood with me anymore. That shit ends today, and to anyone out there who has gone through what I've gone through, I encourage you to take a stand as well and say enough is enough. If you aren't going to be treated with respect, and I'm saying this to all of my supporters out there to take a stand for yourself, you tell others that if you aren't going to be treated with respect, then they can piss off. All of that and many more that I won't list at this time is why I'm starting this journey. To make a difference and to build my empire for me and my family. Because what has been going on has to stop. What has been going on is not a part of life anymore. Enough is enough. The time for change is now. My name is Sky Savitier and all the other names I listed. And I absolutely 100% approve this message. May God bless all of my loved ones. And to all of you and your families. May God bless my loved ones. May God bless all the people out there who have been tossed to the side because of this bullshit society. May God bless our troops. May God bless our medical community. And may God bless the real United States of America. Phoenix Knight forever. Phoenix Empire forever. Recognize the time is now. Establishment. She got up and mosey over 
and put her arm up around Eddie's shoulder. Nobody's sober, the song is the same. Sometimes you stick out your chin to catch the rain. You could be a winner, you could be a loser. Gotta wake up when you hear the rooster. Sometimes it's just too simple to live your life wrong. Gotta do right for you when the time comes. You could be a winner, you could be a loser. Gotta wake up when you hear the rooster. Sometimes it's just too simple to live your life wrong. Gotta do right for you. When the time comes, the clock keeps drinking, they keep ticking. There's two more people who get to play positions. Samantha and Chuck, not a couple, just roommates. Out having too many shots on a Tuesday. Who knew they'd be tools for the duo? Put a little bit of fire on the fuel. It's a kind of blue. Intentions ain't cruel, but everybody's so ready to bend up the rules. Now there's Chuck staring at Dolores. Eddie is distracted by Samantha, so he doesn't notice. And everybody's too fucked up to even assess the mess, much less care enough. More whiskey, a pitcher, a premium. Eddie's getting tipsy. He didn't see it coming on his way back from a visit with that urinal. Trying to straighten out his thoughts and the vertigo. Weaves through stops when he's seen him. Picture perfect, it looked just like freedom. Dolores on Chuck's lap, kissing him hard. Eddie dipped into the winter, left them all at the bar. Sometimes you gotta follow what's felt inside. Between the power struggles and selfish pride. No one's allowed to cry unfair because now they both get to drink alone somewhere. You could be a winner, you could be a loser. Gotta wake up when you hear the rooster. Sometimes it's just too simple to live your life wrong. Gotta do right for you when the time comes. You could be a winner, you could be a loser. Gotta wake up. When you hear the rooster, sometimes it's just too simple to live your life wrong. Gotta do right for you when the time comes. You could be a winner, you could be a loser. Gotta wake up when you hear the rooster. Sometimes it's just too simple to live your life wrong. Gotta do right for you when the time comes.
Cause here 